Hello, I'm Scott Sashman. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where we, again, no Evan participation, explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Close enough. We should start shunning him. No, we can never do that. He wants no part of it. What happened to your man, bud? Patrick Rafter look is gone. (laughs) Now that the Australian Open. In honor of the Australian Open, yes. In honor of Jessica being back from Australia. Thank you. That's the only. Hi, Jessica. (laughs) Uh, What are we beginning with? We're going to begin with Kyler Murray. Now, this is we haven't seen this a lot since what Bo Jackson and you know the the dual athlete in two major sports. How old are we? You're saying Bo Jackson, and I'm saying Denny Ainge. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Russell Wilson does it. Well, yeah, yeah. He's going to go to spring training with the Yankees again. We'll see. We'll see. He's got to go. We'll go to spring training with the Yankees. Got to stay in shape somehow. Listen, should he go to the A's or should he, as he said, thinks he can play quarterback in the NFL? I've always felt like I could play in the NFL. I mean, I'm a confident guy. Uh, You know, there's not a lot of short quarterbacks in the league, but, you know, I think there's more guys paving the way for, you know, the transition of, you know, not really caring how big you are, how tall you are. Uh, But for me, yeah, I mean, I've, I've played this game my whole life and I've always felt like I could do it. Oakland A's or the NFL? See, I go. I think you need a broader question. It's football or baseball. <laughs> For a broader question. If I'm looking at the contracts in the two sports and the risks of participating in said sports, Evan, baseball greater than football. I, certainly from a risk standpoint. Yeah, I th- from an early contract standpoint. Football makes a lot more sense if all he cares about, and you know, obviously we don't we don't know the inner workings of Kyler Murray and which sport he prefers. If all he cares about is money, he is going to make more money being faster. a first round draft pick yeah. faster in the NFL than he is in Major League Baseball. If he ends up being a pretty decent player, long term career in both, you can make the argument that baseball makes more sense. So really, I mean, to me, it depends on how much does he value money versus how much does he care about which of the two sports he'd rather do with the rest of well, his Well, apparently life. Billy Bean and the rest of the athletics are sort of meeting with him today, trying to convince him to pick baseball. We, we, we'd like to have you. But he's got to declare today for the draft, the NFL draft. It's fascinating right? what kind of the way that baseball now is trying to, you know, Kyler Murray is, is known by a lot of people now. He would be, you know, a pretty well-known face in, in this rookie class in baseball. They're, they're trying to... They're going out of their way. From what from what's been reported, MLB had a marketing uh, executive fly in to talk to him while he was meeting with the A's. He got that four point seven million dollar signing bonus as part of the Major League Baseball draft last year. Um, there's there's talk of maybe bending Major League Baseball's rules so that the A's can offer him even more to stay. Uh, it seems pretty clear that there is a recruiting war going on right now, where baseball is trying to swing the tide back from football. In the end, doesn't it really come back to what do you want to do? Yeah, uh, yeah, for right. sure. So yeah. it's all of that to me. Like it's kind of irrelevant. He's got a a good payday either way. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do, buddy? You want to play baseball? You want to play football? And let's not forget that you know when he was taken, I think of the ninth pick overall in, in the baseball draft. The A's let him play football. Yeah. He he wanted to do it. You know he mm-hmm. certainly had leverage in that situation. But they they paid him the money. He made almost more than his head coach last year at Oklahoma. <laughs> they paid him the money and let him play. Obviously, there were risks involved in that. It certainly seems as though they had a tremendous year. Obviously, they made the playoff. He seems to be more. You heard the soundbite right there. He seems to be more into football now after having a a 
great year, you know, Heisman Trophy, Heisman Trophy et cetera, yeah. th- than maybe he was a year ago when it was just like, oh, you know, I'd like to play one more one more season of football before I hang up those cleats and, and, and get the glove out. But now let's bring up something else, and there is a height issue. How tall is he? What, 5'9", 5'10"? Five, listed five, five, listed ten, at 5'10", which in my experience <laughs> means he's 5'8". but again if you can play you can play and he's talked about others who've paved the way and i I assume he's talking about the drew Drew breezes of the world yeah Yeah. you know there because most of the others are pretty big you know tom brady's six foot four and from a style standpoint you know he's highly mobile i would imagine what lamar jackson did in in baltimore this year getting the ravens to the playoffs is the kind of thing that you know other nfl executives look at and say oh kyler murray can maybe do that for me so no question you know if he gets picked and he'll pick a random late first-round pay. If he gets picked 20th in the draft, he's going to sign a $12 million contract NFL-wise. It would take him a lot longer within the baseball system uh, to make $12 million. So I think if, if money is an issue, the NFL makes more sense. But, you know, obviously it's, it's about what he wants to do. Well, can he get $15 million from the A's? We've seen some sort of so denial. That's possible. The A's yeah, were that, like they were that, saying that, he that never really things. asked for a dollar figure, even right. though there was a report out there he asked for $15 million. I, I mean, who knows what he did and did not ask for. But if baseball is going to let the A's sign him to a bigger deal right now, It'll which help. would be abending the rules, yeah. that might help swing a little bit of the, the financial conversation for sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking baseball at all, but football, man, that's a punishing sport. Your life expectancy in the career-wise is much shorter not if in you're football gonna get hurt when you're than gonna in get baseball. Hurt. Yeah. yeah. But so, Bar, I will tell you I this. I think it's less so for quarterbacks, though, right? I mean, I can't yeah. really think of a – a big name quarterback whose career ended when he was young because of an injury. It yeah. seems like yeah. the retread the, the retread rate of NFL quarterbacks. As long well, as you but, can but stand you in Alex there Smith and you can throw. Year, Tom sure, Brady but had he, the Alex ACL. Smith is, is thirty what right? I, I mean, but he's could, been injured but the type a number of, of could times. have happened to you know that just it, happened. It to certainly be Alex could. Smith. Yeah. Um, well, there is Teddy Bridgewater. Sure. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is actually a That's decent a good is a good example. Um, Leave it to you to come with a good example, Michael. Oh, who's still? Well, I mean, he's still. Nice job. Teddy Bridgewater is still cashing checks, right? I mean, yeah. RG three had some terrible injuries. He's not the player he was, but RG three is still on an NFL roster, collecting a, a large so, NFL. Hey, there paycheck. you go. That's that's going to make up my mind for me. Which team am I going to, and what's the offensive line look like? <laughs> I mean, that should really like. Wait a minute. Am I going to get punished, or do I have a really <laughs> good offensive line? Unfortunately, you can't line? make that choice. No, but you know what you're working with. Yeah. You know where you're going. Speaking of the NFL, oh my, we've got the final four AFC championship, NFC championship coming up this weekend. The Chiefs will host the Patriots while the Rams will play the Saints. Didn't the Chiefs Patriots regular season game do a monster number? The Chiefs Rams regular season. Oh, Rams. It was like 51 something or other. Yeah, Sunday Sunday or Monday night. They both scored better. It's playoffs. It's Brady. What? I mean, boy, you got the face of the league, the future face of the league. I got Mahomes throwing from like. Forget sidearm. He's got underarm, <laughs> lefty submarine you behind the back. He was slinging stuff that was sidearm, and I know people are saying it's like, all right, calm down. But there was it's, some sidearm stuff that Patrick what, Mahomes what you, was what throwing. People are saying, you know me. I am the biggest naysayer in the world saying this stuff is boring. I cannot sit there for whatever. I will watch this guy because I'm like, oh, that was great. I mean, that's what you need out of people. It's entertainment. He is an entertaining player. They don't have a ton of them. I'm sorry. They don't. He's one of them. He is the future of the NFL. Also, if you follow the idea that NFL fans, certainly casual NFL fans, prefer offense to defense, uh, this is a perfect... Yeah. Four teams to have. Statistically, I, I think four of the worst Get defenses we've seen. Get on your computer. Give me the over-under. We've seen at this Come on, point. give me the over-under. Over-under right for Ramsey. Look at him. He's got it already. 57. 
Is over, that the first half of the full game? <laughs> full game. <laughs> yes. Over under for Patriots Chiefs, 57 and a half. Okay. Right? So combine those two things. That's 114 and a half points. That's the, the largest combined over under in at least 30 years. Look at that. For the, value for the by conference championship games. So bad defenses, great offenses. That usually means a large viewership number in a year where the NFL has kind of rebounded from what was a tough year and a half stretch. And I caught something with Belichick the other day. They were up big and he went for it on fourth down yeah. and then he finally kicked the field. I'm wondering, when is everybody going to catch up? Because he's right. If you look at the analytics, yeah. it told you there, go for it on fourth down. Now you can like, dissuade the field goal every now and then, but go for it on fourth. I, I love what the, the guy Chiefs, does. I believe, went for yeah. it on fourth down yeah. three times in the first half. Good. Yeah, uh, that's what weekend. you, you want to yeah. win. That's what you do. The Saints had a big fake punt uh, well, deep in their own zone. Which I'll was, always which go was back important. to Sean Payton when they won onside the Super Bowl, kick. the onside kick to open the second half. I remember, no, I remember I, that. Yeah. I was covering that game, and I was just like, all right, they're going to win. Like, that was it right there. You're like, they're going to win this game. Sure enough. By the way, what worth mentioning, it didn't happen, obviously, because the Chargers lost, but there were reports out there that the NFL was considering, if they ended up with two conference two championship teams. games yeah. in L.A., potentially moving one. It's the kind of story that, you know, didn't happen, obviously, but if you think more about it from a gambling standpoint, these are the kind of stories that I think the NFL really needs to think about as they get more into legalized gambling, right? The, the idea that if you were to gamble on the Chargers making the Super Bowl, for example. They get a home game for the conference championship, and suddenly it gets moved out of L.A. because the Rams also have a home game. Right. There's little things like that that I think are going to become bigger stories moving forward as sports gambling becomes a bigger and bigger part of the landscape. Uh, let's move to the NHL, and instead of upper body injury, this is upper body placement. The league, they're going to put shoulder pad chips on the players. Yeah, disgusting. Was, that, was, that, was that off the cuff or the? That was all off the. That cuff. was off the cuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh. I just wanted to check if he planned that. Or... That was that was all, all off right. the cuff. Nobody back, Williams. That was back new. back in October when the NHL signed its sports betting partnership with MGM, part of that deal was about access to a new data set that didn't exist yet in the NHL. And last week, for the first time, the NHL debuted that data set. And much like it is in the NFL, where players wear RFID chips in their shoulder pads, NHL players, during two games in Las Vegas last week, were wearing chips within their shoulder pads, and the puck itself was connected. And what that lets the NFL do is have a holistic data set of where every player is and where the puck is at all times during a game. And you can see applications in that through fan consumption. You can create an AR or VR version of the ice uh, where fans can watch. You're talking my world, buddy. You know my son. Santa brought <laughs> a, uh, Oculus, an Oculus right? Go. Okay. Santa brought the Oculus Go. And I was actually How does he surprised, like though. Oh, dude. Yeah. He'll just sit there forever. It's, yeah. it's really cool. But for sports right now, there's only one. There was one NHL team, the San Jose Sharks, who have a VR app mm. there. That's yeah. it. Just one. And it's cool. Like his buddy Dax was watching. He's like, and his father was on the phone. He's like, I love it. I'm in the Sharks locker room. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was just, the day where I can sit and watch a hockey game with, with the Oculus from the goaltender's perspective. I'm in. Like, that, that's happening Or now. the quarterback. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm in. One of these companies in Vegas last week working with the NHL, a company called Beyond Sports, they create with this data set an entire VR experience. Yeah. And the result of that is exactly what you said. You can choose to watch from any vantage point. Yep. You know, and you get these things that what looks like a soft goal in hockey when you look at it from the goalie's vantage point. Suddenly you realize it went through two skates. I never saw Underneath yeah, the I stick, under it. the arm. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, the goalie literally never even, he didn't even know the puck was shot until right. it, was, it was in the net. Until the horn's him. going off and yeah. they're, they're high-fiving in front of him. The other major, obviously, application for this data set, as we said with MGM, is gambling. Uh, Genius Sports out of London. They built the in-game version of what this might look like from a gambling perspective. It's everything from 
how far will Max Pacioretty skate this game over under three miles? That you would know. be former Montreal Canadiens captain, yep. American Connecticut <laughs> native Max Pacioretty. Yeah, so. how, how hard will Shea Weber's fastest shot Very be? Very hard. Yes. All, all these different things. Gives you a glimpse of, you know, the second screen gambling, in-game well, gambling. You know, I was asked to beta test the LA Clippers app. Mm-hmm. And it took a little while to get used to. One, you could pick the vantage point. So on your, I'm watching on my phone, by the That's way. That's VR? Right. No, 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 no. Just, 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 just different cons- angles. Okay. and. But the coolest part, and it took a little while to get used to. I'm what you're, so you're watching the broadcast, of course, on a smaller screen. But above each player's head is the shooting percentage should they take the shot from where they're standing. So it's sort of like it mo- as the player moves, everything's being recalculated. The percentages are changing over their heads. As they're moving, and you're wow. like, get it to the guy at 89. You know, why did the guy from 42 <laughs> green? Right, he's green. 32 percent. The guy down there's 94. What are you doing? It took some time to get used to, and they asked for feedback as well. But this is where we're headed. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It ain't gonna be big bar sitting in front of the the big screen with the chips. You know, I what? mean, you'll have the chips, but, but it's just. I mean, you'll have that option, right? Yeah. We talk about this on the t- on the show all the time. The, the idea that. In the future, you can choose how data-laden you want your broadcast to be, right? If you want the the speed of every player on top of their head when you're watching an NHL broadcast, or if you want the shooting percentage from that exact spot for every player on the floor in the NBA, that's going to be an option for you. And if you want the traditional nothing else but a score, the time left, and, and, and standard announcers, that's also going to be an option. There's going to be some fun ramifications for exclusive broadcast rights, too. Once the data becomes big enough that you can recreate roughly in a digital version what's happening on the field do you it, it, need it, the players it, that's what i've said forever well, one it makes you wonder if you need the players and we two tippy toeing to the world where they may not need players it also makes you wonder if someone could just recreate digitally what's happening live on the field in real time and suddenly the, the, well, the exclusive contract... a stadium that the players aren't there watching the game exactly. in a filled stadium mm-hmm. but the players i mean the game's going on somewhere else yeah you can just set up a vr so, aspect yep, there that's yeah. right yeah john effin john effin see Nobody got it. No, you didn't get it. No. What was the What was the movie, man? With uh, oh my gosh, uh, you didn't get it either. No, it was no, your thing. Rollerball, man. That's what. Remember Rollerball? No. The new one or the old one? The old one. Oh no. Okay. This, <laughs> this is, is where you wrap. This is the Bloomberg <laughs> business of sports. Do we have, podcast. Do we have to, wait a minute. Why is there no Colin Tippin? Where are the crickets? Where are the crickets? I get the crickets. How does that not get crickets? I've gotten crickets all the time, oh. man. This is the Bloomberg business of sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr along with Scott Soshnick and Evan Noby Williams. We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. Jonathan, Jonathan, <laughs> you're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online where you get your podcasts.